This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Give us the download and, and then tell a friend and be like, hey, this podcast is great. You should check it out. Hey, thanks. Thanks for doing that, pal, buddy, friend. Uh, all right. Let's give the defense their flowers because they deserve it. Um, This team has played so well on that side of the ball. Uh, If the offense does not give away another short field, like you're talking about holding a really good Minnesota team under 20 points likely, uh, and and you play well enough to win if your offense can score 20 um, or 21 in this particular case, based off the math, what is going so well for this team and how do they clean up some of the stuff that had presented opportunities uh, in a couple of previous weeks that just weren't taken advantage of? And it, it really took some spectacular plays for Minnesota to beat them. Yeah, I think the thing about Minnesota, and we talked about this on the pregame show and we talked about this last week, is that they they are very, I don't say vanilla because they run a good offense, but it's very conventional. That's a better word, conventional offense. And I don't think you're going to see a whole bunch of craziness from them. Like if you look at the big plays, at least over the last couple of weeks, they've come off of kind of unusual stuff, like the reverses to Paris Campbell, the screen to Paris Campbell, you know, um, the uh, the runs, the quarterback runs versus uh, Chicago, all those types of things were, uh, you know, you know, ways that they were able to cultivate big plays. And since uh, William Jackson III has been out of the lineup, they've done a really nice job in the back end of eliminating just straight shot plays and free runners. So um, I think that's those are the things that really stick out to me as kind of the biggest shift, right? You're getting elevated play from the linebackers. You know, Bostic, I think, had a really nice game yesterday. Was it perfect? No, but does he come in as your third middle linebacker, call the defense and do a nice job? Yeah, Cam Curl, Bobby McCain, Derek Forrest, all those guys have just been a nice inter- interchangeable chess piece that you can play. You can play, you know, three safety dime defense on first down and they know what to do and they know where to line up. The defensive line specifically, I mean, gosh, Allen and Payne are playing at like they're 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 the best defensive line combination in the NFL, you know, in terms of interior interior pass rushers and interior first and second down play. Like they're playing that good right now. Sweats had a quiet game yesterday, but is very impactful. Uh, James Smith-Williams does an excellent job. Then you get the great rotational pieces there on the edge. Like 
they're just playing at a high level. They understand who they are defensively. They understand their identity. I think that's a huge element of it is that they're not pressing. They're not trying to be outside of the box necessarily. So I think all that stuff is is just fantastic to see. And then they they were in weeks past, they weren't making plays. Now they are making plays. Like, I mean, the play at the end of the half, you know, for yeah. Benjamin St. Juice to knock the ball out and then um, Johnson to run over and make that play. Like, holy cow, man. Like, that's that's higher level stuff for sure. And I think that's why that's why they're doing well. Yeah, the propensity for them to make big plays after they have big mistakes is really spectacular. Um, you know, they give up a big run, they go force a fumble. That that ball that they give up to Thielen to to even make Minnesota scoring in that short of a time possible, it's a bad mistake. Like that that's a but the kind of bust that you haven't seen from them in a while where Thielen yeah. is just running wide open in space and they come back and they make the play. Um, yeah. you know, Benjamin St. Juice does a phenomenal job. And it's hard to say, like, hey, St. Juice was awesome. He gave up seven catches for 113 and a touchdown. But, like, he's there, and Justin Jefferson's just great. Like, Jefferson might be the best receiver in the league. And and yeah. so you're going to give up some stuff, especially when they target him 13 times in a game, which is uh, not only what they did on Sunday, but what they do seemingly every Sunday, yeah. um, which is part of their philosophy uh, that they have there in Minnesota. So um, I think that's the really impressive thing. And what you kind of take away, or what I take away is, Yes, Minnesota got the better of them, ultimately, in terms of the scoreboard. But it took greatness from Minnesota. I mean, the Dalvin Cook touchdown, it's a one-handed, phenomenal catch. I think what's killer is the one area where where maybe they could clean up a little bit is the penalties. Um, Ron talked about the – or he didn't like the the P.I. call on the St. Juice uh, or on the the pick six. It's it's P.I. It's it's not even questioned. Like, he grabs him by the shoulder pads. He turns the receiver – can't do that. And and some of the situations where they they extend drives via penalty where, you know, Minnesota had a couple of these as well. And it felt like bad luck. Like you get a sack and a guy's thumb gets caught in, in Taylor's face mask. Like, yeah, I, I'm not going to, if I'm the defensive coach in that meeting, I'm like, Hey, let's try to keep our hands a little lower. But like, I know that's yeah. bad luck. Sorry, man. Um, being super handsy on a, on a receiver and getting your hands up on the shoulder pads. Like that's something where I'm a little more upset as a coach in a meeting. And St. Juice is a young player, again, guarding the best receiver in the NFL. Um, he's fighting his his, his face off. Uh, there's only so mad I'm going to get, but I do think that is something where they have had a couple of penalties that have really hurt them, but that's also the league. The other guys are getting paid too. Part of the reason you commit a penalty is because the other guy's doing something great and you're right. trying to hold on. Sometimes you get away with it, sometimes you don't. Overall, I think this defense deserves so much credit, so much, you know, so much applause for how they're playing and especially considering they know they have to play like this to give them a chance to win. Right. And that's got to be hard mentally. And I do wonder how many more weeks they can, they can do this right. and kind of keep that up. And obviously they have a massive test in, right. in the Eagles offense coming up on a Monday night. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great point. Like it just, for them to come out like against, even against like Chicago, for example, for them to do what they did in those games and kind of stand up in certain situations, like they, they're, they're going to have some adrenal fatigue here before you know it. And they're going to have a bad game and, you know, they're going to, this team's going to get blown out, quite frankly, because they've been able to keep it close and competitive each week. And did they have a whole bunch? Of, I feel like that was the only major penalty. I, I feel like there was back. one more. I mean, obviously on special teams, the Ridgeway penalty, which for Ron to defend is just brutal. Like it's so, yeah, what's obvious. the rule? Do we know the rule on that? Yeah, you can't make contact with the snapper, uh, basically. Well, or you well, can't, you heads can't... down or is it at all? Um, I remember there was I mean, a, definitely they've gone through iterations of this rule is why. Yeah, asked, definitely so. when his head is down, which is when right. the contact happens. And I don't think like like if you make if you like sideswipe him a little bit, yeah. you're fine. But you can't make any contact head on. 
and Reg, Ridgeway's like hip crotch area bowls into the guy's helmet and knocks him over. Like it's it's so blatantly a penalty that I can't believe that Ron defended it not only the day of, but the day after watching it on film. He said like, it wasn't it, a penalty or what did he say? Ron, yeah, Ron was like, he's just trying to execute the technique that we we teach him. Like I didn't think it was a penalty. And it's like so that is a technique, right? You can't you can't line up directly over the center, but they'll right to, to prevent the fake basically is they'll cross to the other A gap. And right. most you're not supposed to touch him, but it's kind of one of those things like you're not supposed to hold when you run block, but it kind right. of happens all the time. And John Kime texted me about it because I was talking to John because the rule is still a little fuzzy to me. But Kime was like, look at the play before. And like basically yeah, Kyle, Minnesota. Get, yeah. yeah. Well, Minnesota lost their minds on a field goal. I don't remember his extra point. No, it was the field goal before that. They and they they told the refs like, hey, man, like he, they knocked over our long slapper. You can't yeah, do that. And right. so they were on alert. And, and, you know, maybe maybe Washington didn't see the the Minnesota coaches calling attention to it and go to Ridgeway and be like, hey, buddy, you need to be careful. They're going to be looking at this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Minnesota had said on the previous one, like, hey, man, like what what the hell? And yeah. uh, sure enough, they were looking for it because they should have been. It was a penalty. Yeah. And that's why it just like it's hard to put that on Ridgeway if he's doing what they ask. And if they're asking him to commit a penalty, uh, yeah, yeah. but it's, again, it's like, it's kind of like, it's in that gray, weird NFL rule. Like if the official wants to call it, they could probably call it like, I don't say every play, but they can call it more frequently than they do. Right. If they really wanted to enforce that rule, they could definitely call it more. It's like, it's like, you know, how they go through, through fits where they're calling like offensive PI mm-hmm. and it's like every single play is an offensive right. or, or defensive PI, excuse me. That's kind of in the same realm. There's a, there's a little bit of wiggle room there. I think there's wiggle room in the rule. I don't think there was wiggle room on this one. He knocked so him I, over with his hip. Like he think, hit him in the helmet. But I think if you watch, so I don't know how much field goal protection you watch, Craig. Not a ton, but like <laughs> right. I watched this one a couple of times. and was right. like, yeah, that's a penalty. But if you go back and watch, you know, let's say watch all, all of them from the season, which I, you could sort that and watch them. I would be willing to get like, I would be willing to wager that there's probably a 60% chance that that happens 60% of the time and it's more significant and it's worse than that. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things that is, is yes, it is breaking a rule, but they made a decision to call that there probably because of Minnesota pointing it out, which is totally legitimate because like you said, it is a penalty, right? but it happens. When it's a 22-yard field goal and you're trying to get the ball back, don't commit the penalty. That would be what I would say to that. Right, right. Uh, all right. And that's it for the show. Uh, we we kind of have some options of what we can do on Friday uh, because oh, yeah. Monday Night Football, uh, you know, so we'll probably do some level of preview for sure on Friday. We'll see if there's any more news on the ownership front or any more interesting guests we can have on. It's always a great excuse when we kind of have an extra podcast to bring someone on and talk so we'll figure out what we want to do for friday's pod that's why you should subscribe wherever you're listening right now whatever we do we promise it'll be entertaining we promise it'll be talking about the commanders and that's what you're here for entertaining talk about the commanders knowledgeable talk about the commanders maybe even to learn a thing or two i learned at least seven things every single episode so uh make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening right now we'll see you friday and then we'll also have obviously more preview uh going into monday night football and then we'll figure out our schedule for next week as well we'll have all that squared away by Friday, so make sure you subscribe. And first thing Friday morning, there will be a fresh new pot. Uh, that's it. That's all. We'll see you then here on Take. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 